put this on season two episode 10 where we watch the amazing race season 29 episode seven and part of one <laughs> i'm chris lorenz and sitting to my right is robert kitts and sitting to my left harrison hoffman uh we got a light crew this week yeah a little, little lonelier than usual i uh, this is we got a we got a crowd member here too if you hear anything in the background but uh <laughs> Not terrible, but not good. Should I start with the show synopsis? If you haven't heard of this show in the last 29 seasons. There's anyone that would ever listen to this podcast that doesn't know what The Amazing Race is. The Amazing Race is a multi Emmy Award winning reality series hosted by Emmy Award winning, no, Emmy Award nominated hosts. Apologies. Apologies. Phil Keegan. This season, 11 teams will embark on a trek around the world. At every destination, each team must compete in a series of challenges, some mental and some physical, and only when their tasks are completed will they learn of their next location. Teams who are the farthest behind will gradually be eliminated as the contest progresses, with the first team to arrive at the final destination, winning the amazing race and the $1 million prize. Yeah, so I feel like we should go around and some of us have a history with this show. I want to take a second. This is like I cannot believe this is season twenty nine of the Amazing Race, and a month ago we watched season twenty nine of the Challenge. It is pretty amazing. How are there two different reality shows that both happen to be season twenty nine at the same time? I mean, we could watch Survivor next, and that's on season like forty or something. Yeah, like it, it's it seems more crazy that they're both on exactly twenty nine. Like neither one hit thirty yet. Yeah, it's weird. Um, they didn't start at the same time. I don't think so. So well, like, I think that the challenge rates. pumps out a lot more seasons than they do with Amazing Race because it's a lot cheaper show to make. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Amazing Race you get the million dollar prize plus getting all these people all over the world. That's got to be expensive. No question. Does the Amazing Race have the highest travel budget of any reality show? Uh, uh, yeah, no question. Maybe. I mean, they probably have deals, and there's like. Oh, we flew American Airlines. You get these flight like flights for I will, real cheap. I will definitely say that. So I watched season twenty eight of The Amazing Race because mm. I was looking looking to get back into it. Uh, and I will say that it feel like after watching that and in, in these two episodes, it feels like The Amazing Race is a lot more on rails than it used to be. I feel like it, there used to, it used to be a lot more of like you got to get to Moscow. Good luck figuring out how to do that, and you just kind of have to figure out how to how to how to work your way and how to go to a travel agent and find the right flights and all this stuff. And like it seemed like they kind of just gave you like a credit card for flights and everything else is kind of up to you. But now, kind of when you watch it, it seems like things are a lot more set up. There's reservations for vans to take you to places. There's all this kind of stuff. It feels like a lot. Well, well let's, let's take it back a second. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I've watched. I watched the first season of Amazing Race. Okay, and then that's it. Oh wow! So you have. The OG. A 28-season gap here. Yeah. Uh, Rob, what's your Amazing Race history here? So I think I came in partway through season two and then watched, like, to season eight or nine and then and then was sort of was done with it. Uh, Harrison, what's your history here? Um, I don't know which seasons I've watched, but I've kind of watched it on and off throughout the years. Like... Mostly dictated by if I happened to catch the first, like like the premiere of a season. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so you've watched random seasons throughout the year. I, I feel like I've watched a, like a reasonable sprinkling throughout the whole series. Okay. Yeah. So on Harrison's point, the first season they definitely were like, hey, 
here's money. You got like a thousand dollars. Get yourself across the world. And like, and like, in fact, they used to make a big deal out of at the start of every leg, you get fifty dollars for the leg. And I don't even think they they do that. They they mentioned it, but it was like two hundred fifty dollars. Okay, which seemed to me to be a lot of money for one leg. Given that they, though, maybe Venice is pretty pricey. Given that all they had to pay for this entire leg was that one water taxi ride. I think well, one right? team got two water taxis. Right, <laughs> two water taxis because so. they messed up. Well, I don't know if they messed up. No, oh, I don't know. If everybody what, else only did one. one they like borrowed a ride from some people, so maybe they didn't even have to pay for that. Like, that could be, but like in in OG Amazing Race used to be, they'll pay for your flights, but like all other expenses are on you. So you know, in that situation where they show up to that place and they all got on the on that bus that just took them wherever, or when Phil's give them a ride to the airport, like all that kind of stuff is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was definitely like parts of the show where like you know these three teams got the flights, these three flights, and this other team didn't find out about that flight, didn't get on it, like. They were screwed. Oh yeah. Uh, I or, mean, or like, like I think I think some of my favorite things that used to happen are it's like, oh, this team figured out some insane way, and they're going through, you know, Tokyo and over to where, like, it's like taking like a totally different route to like some other place in the world. Yeah. Um, I think super interesting. That's actually something that made me less interested in the show. Like, oh, really? so I watched a bunch of seasons in a row, and it got more on rails as I was watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it also did the thing like, and they did in this episode too, was you know. Teams come in in a in a certain week and they get to leave in the same order they started. And like, if you show up like hours ahead of everyone else, you get to leave hours ahead of everyone else. And then the first thing that happens at the start of every episode is, oh hey, everyone has to wait around and bunch up again at the airport or whatever. Yeah. At the airport. So this one, it was like there's buses. There's two buses, fifteen minutes apart. So the st- episode starts with the teams yep. all within fifteen minutes. It's like, no, no, I did a, I did, you had a great leg. You're hours ahead of everyone else. Why do you not get to use that advantage? I, I feel like in the earlier seasons, there were these kind of natural equalizers that would kind of happen. It's just like, oh, they, they, like, they happen to all get bunched up at an airport in Germany because some, some something happened. Yeah, no, like it, it definitely felt more like they'd get bunched up just because stuff was happening. Not Instead, it was more like, okay, the first thing we're going to do every episode is bunch yeah, everyone like up they're, again. They're forcing these, these well, equalizers, this is, yeah. So this is the problem with a race. Right. Because once somebody is super far ahead, then it's just you think it's, it's just boring because... They're going to win. You're like, okay, now I'm going to watch what second place. I don't know. Like, so they have to do it. Or you would just be like these, you know, the hashtag, the boys would be like in New Zealand at the end. And, you know, team fun would be back at the beginning. Like it would just be, (laughs) Hey, team fun came in like third, didn't they? I'm, I'm just hypothetically team fun's killing it. Second. The, the teams that we that we got to that weren't in the episode we actually watched are still at the beginning, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> So, we watched Te- Team Swole or whatever. But, but Swole like, Sisters. I, I think you don't you do want to have certain points where you bunch them up. But when it's every episode that's the first thing that happens, it's less interesting. I just For sure. be, yeah, it just makes it easier to produce, I'm sure. Like there should be some episodes where some team was way back and they spend the whole episode trying to get cat catch up and they just get eliminated because they never catch up like that should happen some of the time oh yeah totally but like it like i think it is what chris said it's kind of production logistics because they can't just have that woman there painting that fucking mask for like 14 (laughs) hours you know what i mean for three days right it's just like oh they're three days behind can you hang around and paint that mask some more like (laughs) she's like yeah we we made up a new challenge because the other challenge closed (laughs) sorry guys that would definitely like like, that definitely happens sometimes where you show up to the challenge and it's like sorry the challenge hours are like 9 a.m to 10 p.m and you can't do it now so you got to sleep outside this building all night like that definitely used to happen and i feel like that's not as much the case now yeah, there's not like a checklist that they get and then they go. Yeah, this is definitely like, 
here's the flights you're on, here's whatever, and... Uh, well, did they... This episode, they didn't have to take any flights, right? They no, were just in Italy the whole time. but they mentioned at the end that there's... Three, no, I thought, I thought that they took one flight from wherever they started no, no, that to, was the bus. to Venice, right? No, no that, that was, was the, just the bus. That was the bus. The the two buses 50 minutes apart. They okay. took a four-hour bus ride. So they were in Italy, and they just stayed in Italy. There was no air, air travel this episode, I guess. Yeah. I feel like there was some point they mentioned air travel, but it might have been the next episode or in the first episode. Well, <laughs> they definitely mentioned air travel when we started watching the, the start of the first episode. They also mentioned air travel when the team that came in first won the prize. So the reason that we had to go back and watch the first part of the first episode is because the format of this race is different from any other season uh, where usually it's kind of a, a pair of two people that come in with some kind of pre-existing relationship. And now it's just a bunch of individuals who this challenge at the in the very beginning of the race determined who were going to be partners, basically. Yeah, I feel like there's some questionable picks. <laughs> and, uh, so... Let's start with the first episode. So the first episode... I thought it was really great when the nerdy guy picked, like, the hottest girl available still. That uh, was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> well, so they have to do. They have to go through the city, like, two blocks south, two blocks, some, seven blocks some other way, pick a suitcase with a Panama Canal flag on it, and then come back. And then the order you came back, you got to pick. But if you were first, you could pick second. So it wasn't super, like, priority that you get back the earliest. I mean, it was, yeah, it, it's kind of like, do you want a better chance that your fate's going to be in your own hands or that someone else is going to pick you? It's yeah, I mean, you don't want to come in last. But it, when right. you came in last, or second to last, I guess, you got ride to the airport. So you I got mean, that's, that's team traps coming in last. <laughs> <laughs> so big. Oh, my gosh. Tell us a little bit about team traps, so, a.k.a. hashtag swole sisters. Swole sisters. So the swole sisters, uh, there's a... The first ca- female canine cop from Youngstown, and where I don't know is wh- Youngstown? I don't know where Youngstown is. Chris, do you, can you lay some Youngstown geography on us? No. Okay. We all know where Youngstown <laughs> Absolutely is. Absolutely not. And then the other person w- is an army drill sergeant. Yeah. Uh, and they both just have gigantic shoulder like shoulder muscles. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> it's so nuts. So Youngstown apparently is in Ohio. Okay, Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and the one girl ran north, and the other girl was pissed because she ran with her north, which was the wrong direction. No good. Not a smart move. So. Which is one of the reasons why they came in <laughs> so far. It was, it was actually, I, I found it kind of fun having seen episode seven, going back and watching the first episode, because you can see these people are so hopeful about their chances in the season. And you're like, you're in for, you're in for yeah. some bad times. There's this, there's this Wall Street stockbroker who's like, oh yeah, I'm all about getting the edge and winning. And it's like, yeah, you're not winning because you were not in episode seven. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, he's like, I don't care who I'm, who I'm paired up with. I'm going to put him on my back and carry him this whole race. And we're going to win this thing. And the, like the the team that was in first was super like yeah we got this we're first we're gonna do this and they team were awesome not in, no no they weren't team awesome were they they were team America oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> because uh, what was the guy what was the occupation I don't remember anymore I don't know. <laughs> it was a firefighter was the girl she was oh, yeah, a firefighter she was the firefighter that's right I want police officer. Oh, another police officer. Okay, I, there remember. were there were a bunch. I want to like say he was like he was, he was, he was like an army. FBI agent or some some something insane like that. <laughs> I don't think they would say that. I, there was definitely not an <laughs> FBI agent. I know. Uh, I'm not sure I have much to say on the first episode, but it was fun to go back and like give some shade on these people because they definitely weren't making it. 
I kind of felt like I had just gone to see like the Avengers, and then I got to go back and see the origin story for all the people like that. It's kind of you watching some DC movies. Is that, is that what's happening? Um, maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> let's but, let's uh, not talk about DC movies right now. <laughs> but yeah, so it was it was kind of cool. So we we got to see the origin story <laughs> of Team Fun. Team which, which, fun. which I really enjoyed that origin story. <laughs> Team Fun had a very fun origin story. It so really they're they're true to their name. So Team Fun is comprised of a girl who's a rock climbing instructor and a guy who don't remember is It was like the d- college drummer or something like that? Oh yeah, he a college drum, drum major. What does dr- that mean? It's it's the guy who like marches in front of like the marching band with like the giant baton and like insane hat and is like Wait, like he's not a student, that's his job? No, well, I mean, I'm sure he's a student, oh, okay. but like, I think that's just like his his. It's more of a team fun occupation. <laughs> it's just kind of his his quirky fact because maybe he's just a college student and he just. I feel like your your thing should say college student and then like oh by the way I also am a drum major rather than yeah. your occupation being drum major. But if you're team fun, <laughs> they're team fun. Like you can't I mean, can't deny team fun. The one girl had a pin. That said fun meter on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was all the way over. I loved it. It's it like it's always red. it's always in the red. <laughs> you can move the little dial, but it's I, always I in the red. I can't imagine the producers of the show didn't think those two were gonna get to be a partner together. Like they like It happened. I, like I wonder how much the producers were like, I really hope these ones get together, or you hope these ones get together and they're watching the, the show going like, Yes. No, why are those two together? I bet it's something nuts like like they had people that they wanted to pair up together like ride over in the same van to like the starting line or something so they kind of oh, start maybe. talking a little bit you know there's it's like, definitely producer influence it's like a married at first sight situation oh, yeah. Dr. Pepper was back there being like put these two together <laughs> Dr. Pepper yeah, yeah. and uh, I think we gotta talk about Scott's uh, self own <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> so alright who wants to tee this one up uh, you go ahead you brought it up so Hashtag Team Scott and Brooke. <laughs> Who the most boring team. <laughs> you can tell that <laughs> there's nothing interesting about them because of their team hashtag. Yeah. So in, in episode seven, which we'll talk more about, you know, Brooke was a little little high strung, you might say. Not not quite the best uh guest teammate, team companion. And so then we roll back to episode one. Brooke talks about how, you know, I might be come across a little high strung. But that's not really true. Well, maybe it is. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we we're like wondering how they got uh, selected. And then Scott was actually ahead of her and he picked to be with Brooke. And we're just like, oh. Like, Man, if only you could see yourself seven episodes from now, her just berating him like across the streets of Venice. And him just like shaking his head, just like, ah, oh, what did I do to myself? It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> Although I did love when she came out of that one that that challenge first, and he, he looked so shocked that his <laughs> like, teammate had completed oh. the challenge. Yeah, Scott could not believe Brooke was not dead last by like <laughs> hours. Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> the other dynamic is that she seems to be hated amongst the other people too. Because she walked into that mask painting challenge and was like, "How do you do this?" And everyone was like, "Fuck you," basically. <laughs> like, basically. <laughs> Well, it's a race. I mean, come on. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't blame them, but there were other people helping other people with the mask thing, but no one was helping her. Well, really, really, it was mostly team fun. <laughs> team fun helped a lot. Hey, guys, that's how you do it. I'm out of here. Team fun. All right. Let's let's do a general overview of this episode. <laughs> uh, so this episode, they start out in, where were they? 
I think they were somewhere else in Italy. Oh, we don't know. They they the <laughs> van into they take a van to Venice, and this episode's all in Venice. Mm-hmm. So, uh, <laughs> I can't describe what happens because I don't remember. <laughs> so was the so, so in every episode of the Raising Race, there's there's two main parts. There's yeah. the detour and there's the roadblock. Right. Okay. Detour, you get to choose between two things. It sort of seemed sometimes it's just super random. Sometimes it's a clear like. Well, this is easy if you know how to do it, and this is time-consuming but simple. Yeah, this one wasn't quite as obvious. And then the roadblock is they have to pick only one of the person does it. The other one just waits for them to do it. Yep. So then the detour this time was carry luggage through the streets of Venice or learn to sing a gondola song. <laughs> <laughs> Which... Both seem like horrible options. Yeah, no, this was definitely one where like both these are terrible. I don't know how you pick one. And it, it, it kind of comes down to that classic Amazing Race thing of like, are you just going to do some kind of brute strength, endurance kind of task, or are you going to attempt to learn some unique skill that's going to be real hard? Like, Well, if your team, Scott and... What's her name? Scott and Brooke. Scott and Brooke. You know Scott's doing the whole all the work. So he is he's lugging the cart, he's carrying her backpack. It's just like watching but and he's doing it wrong too. Oh yeah. He's but like, they didn't lug the cart, right? They did the they did the singing, didn't they? No. I don't think so, no. Think they so. were dragging that cart but around. Weren't they in the Waldo outfit? Oh man, I might be wrong about this one. I'm pretty sure they were in the Waldo outfit. Oh, there was another I think there was I a different couple. I definitely I definitely don't bitching. remember them doing the singing though. They were, they were the ones they didn't show that much of the singing. So <laughs> they, I th- they had the easy instructor. So I think that so the singing thing, they have to sing to these like to these tourists apparently on the on these gondolas, and that like the best thing is I think I think somebody here said when they saw it first glance like man it must suck to be those people who have to sit in the gondola and listen to these people do it like do it all the time, but I think that we as viewers heard the song more times than any of those tourists did. Though for sure, because they probably only heard it like three times. You must have heard it like ten times. Yeah, it was so bad. It was <laughs> just like you. They lingered on it so long. It was just like. Yeah. You know, oh, I get it. They're singing it. They sing. They sang it wrong. I got it. You know, they're singing it again and again. Oh, then we watch the other people sing it wrong, and then again, In, and they <laughs> sing terribly. And I'm like, just, you gotta, you gotta stop. Yeah. And they didn't stop. They did not stop. And then they, 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 they all- lose. Amazing Race loses a lot of points for that. They definitely were dragging that segment out too long. Yeah. They definitely. I like the 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 guy who's judging it. Lets them go all the way to the end. And he's just like. A little more together. <laughs> They're like, more together. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this song probably was only like 90 seconds. Like, it probably wasn't even a freaking long song. They were just like... Yeah. So, but they... Dri- they We literally listened to it like 10 times. Oh, yeah. No question. That was great. Like, so there's... In the gondola, there's the gondola steerer. There's the guy with, with a little mandolin or something that mm-hmm. he's the judge and there's two other people that <laughs> are in theory tourists it's unclear exactly where they got them and those people every time they wrap up clap super enthusiastically because they just wanted to be over like oh that was great you're Is done, done? You're done. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like the last couple of them are like looking at the guy and like clap should i clap should i Is it, are we done so i actually do think like Back to, I think, another one of my problems with current Amazing Race. I think that they're too lenient on judging the completion of challenges now. Because it seems like they're just kind of like... In the singing one, it seemed like if you did it about three or four times, they're just kind of giving it to you. It seemed like on the mask one, if you just kind of... We haven't gotten to it yet. But they have to do this challenge in a second, which is the roadblock, where only one person gets to do it. And they have to kind of paint this kind of masquerade mask in the same style as another person. 
and it seems like as long as you do the right technique it, and it looks like somewhat reasonable like you'll get it like i feel like they're getting a little bit too lenient on these on these challenges uh i just don't think they care i guess i don't like, know like i mean this episode only took half a day like it, it didn't take a whole day to do right so i mean you're accelerating how fast the production is yeah because like you know when somebody's waiting outside from you know midnight to 9 a.m waiting for the like challenge to open up that costs a lot of money oh yeah so i mean this is definitely the streamlined version of the amazing race yeah and not Though, though we did only see one episode, so I wonder if, like, oh, when you're in Venice, you gotta like move quickly because Venice is not cheap. But like, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, you can do like a like here's a five hour challenge or something. Like you're you're out, you're out in a farm in the middle of nowhere, you're, and this is like a two day challenge, and it just goes on forever. <laughs> Maybe, but I mean, part of the show, I feel like the major appeal of the show is that the people watching get to see these other places. Oh yeah. So yeah. like to have, you know multiple episodes in the middle of nowhere would not be what yeah would not be good it's, for it's kind of like put it in an interesting place show some people some quote-unquote like local like local activities color. or culture like yeah not that people who actually live in venice probably take gondolas ever but uh, they probably take those water taxis though yeah the water taxis for sure yeah water taxi is the key to the local color oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so those speedboats when we're on the gondola challenge like is it totally possible that you just have to do it three times. It doesn't matter how good the first one was. It doesn't matter how good the third one was. He makes you do it three times. Then he's like, oh, yeah, you're good. I think it's possible because it seemed like every time that the guy yeah. was like, yeah, you're good. They were kind of rolling up to the place where they're going to have to get out. So yeah. I'm not sure if that was editing or, or what. It definitely seemed like that. It's, it's really tough with this show because like, they do a lot of editing things where you're, like, you're not sure how long things are taking. You're not sure how close it is. Yeah. And like I, f- I don't know if it's a case of when I watched earlier seasons, I didn't notice it as much. Maybe that's because you know that was in the older days of reality TV when it was more new, or the or I wonder if just it got more obvious. But the editing, I feel like, is a little too. They're trying too hard to make things look a certain way and just not being like letting things happen. I hate to break it to you. Oh yeah. They were doing that since season one. Okay. They were always mis- mess- messing with the editing to make it seem like, ooh, is there going to be a t- are they coming up to the last minute? You that know? stuff is definitely. And it's like, no. They like, clearly were like 10 minutes, like 10, 15 minutes ahead or an hour ahead. But like, it's just more interesting if they were close. It's definitely, it's definitely hard at all times to tell what's going on, how long things are taking. Like, I understand why they don't just have like a clock on the screen, but I feel like I kind of love to see a clock on the screen. I you feel know? like the streamline though of this episode made it seem less like that though. Yeah. Like... I knew that they were close, but and they weren't super far ahead. Whereas, like sometimes, I you know how far. Yeah. Pe- like, I mean, they kind of did that little fake out at the end there with the team that was going to come in last. Well, but that was actually pretty close. Like, like they yeah. could see the map when the other people were, sta- yeah, were standing the, on it. Like the cut that they showed was like you know at the end there was two there were three couple three teams left. Two teams got out of the portal at the same time. Portal and whatever Matt. and you could see the last team arrive in the same shot. So yeah. I, I don't know if they were just standing there talking for a little bit, maybe. I don't know. But it's it seemed reasonable that they were really close behind. Yeah, I mean, because usually they kind of clear them off of the mat like after a couple seconds or something. Well, again, it's editing. Like Maybe like they always chat for like five minutes on the mat and just, like they only show you 10 seconds of it. Or maybe they're just like, hey, guys, you got to stand here for a second while we get this shot. Or maybe they're like, oh, hey, 
the other team's like in gonna be here in 10 minutes let's just hang around and make it seem like they were right there so yeah, just, yeah, just stay yeah. on the mat for a little bit you know yeah yeah i mean we also don't know how big their production crew is we don't see like anyone but the guy it doesn't seem like their crew's that big i and mean they, like like they they obviously have camera guys that follow all the people so i've heard of that is that every team of two also has two camera guys two one, camera guys one who's actively filming and one who's like the backup or, or like they're they're trading off and so when you see them in cabs they're they seem like they're squished over on one side there's a camera guy in the front seat filming and the second camera guy is in the other seat. Oh. And that these guys are guys who do like wilderness things and documentaries and they're off like in these crazy environments and like this is like vacation for them. There's like, oh yeah, I'm just going to chase around some some rally TV show contestants on these like chartered flights and stuff. This is awesome. Sign me up. Interesting. That's that cool. Good insight there into the amazing race. I've always kind of wondered in these sorts of shows, like how these camera guys are keeping up with people who don't have gigantic cameras to lug around. Like they're just hauling ass with these huge cameras. I mean, these people do have gigantic backpacks to carry around. They and do. Some of them well, have two s- backpacks. Some of them, yeah. <laughs> if you're Brooke, you don't have a backpack to carry around, you know? Oh, gosh. And so this thing, when they're getting flights, they also always have to get four seats. Because there's two seats for the team, but also two seats for the cameraman. And right. you have to get all four. I'm surprised there isn't a producer along with them. Or, like, one of the cameramen could be a producer as well. There's pro- I mean, like, you just don't need it at that, like, there's there's producers at all the challenges, I'm sure, and, like, key places, but I feel like you just don't need it all the time. You just got to shoot everything. And I mean, fit, and you then- got to get the antagonism in the teams. Like, you got to incite. Yeah. You got to yeah. get those, the arguments going. <laughs> you got to start throwing in <laughs> comments. Well, they, it used to be, like, every other season was, like, these guys had a pre-existing relationship. So, like, the... The inner team dynamics were like sort of interesting. And that was like one of the things that separated Amazing Race from other kinds of shows is that there's these people that sort of already know each other. Right. So that's why this season would have been interesting to watch from start to finish because it's not got a different vibe. Yeah. And like, uh, I think that just the nature of the Amazing Race and what it is, is like it creates a very stressful situation and you're probably not sleeping very much. So I think that it kind of like brings out a lot of raw emotions in people just because of like the stress of the situation. I mean, we saw somebody cry in this we episode. We did, yeah, yeah. And the uh, painting exercise. <laughs> hey. Uh, I don't well, know if there's really a lot to say about the painting exercise other than everyone got real bitchy. No, team Fun did not get bitchy. No, they were super <laughs> happy about being there. I mean, Team Fun, like, they did a really good job. Yeah. Like, they showed up and they left earlier than the other team. I mean... And what team you, what the, is there to bitch about? And Team The Boys was really crushing it from start to finish. Yeah. Which we found out when we went and watched the first episode that one of the people on team, hashtag The Boys <laughs> is uh, won the X Games gold medal in Snowboard Halfpipe, like in 2015 or something. You've got that and a Navy Corporal. That pro- I don't know. I guess he didn't win any medals in the... They showed him swimming and... like. Oh, yeah. I don't know about... As well. any, yeah. But... Why is it interesting that he's swimming? Well, is there anything uh, interesting about he, him? Uh, he has half the bottom half of his one of his legs is uh, gone, and he's got a fake leg. Yeah, got blown off by an IED when he was in somewhere, Iraq, some war, probably Iraq. They didn't. No, no, I think he said Iraq. Did he say Iraq? Okay, I think. What, interesting thing the girl is, girls in Iraq. So the the snowboarder guy actually came in second in the first challenge, and he could have picked you know someone who came you know pretty close to the top. And he picked that guy who was pretty, who was like middle of the pack, 
That's and that turn, looks like that was a pretty solid choice because yeah. team hashtag the boys is just on fire. I wonder. I wonder if he had like heard of that guy before the show. He's just like, oh shit! It's that. It's that sprinting. It's that <laughs> I, sprinting guy who didn't murder that person. Do you know what, I, I do. What I think it was. I think he saw the fake leg, and I think he was like, that guy has got some. He's got heart. Got some heart, and I'm I'm all in on fake leg. Yeah. I there was some that, profiling going on there. I, no, I think you're all wrong. Maybe I think the, producers definitely set this up somehow. Whether it was, it was that, <laughs> is that <laughs> van, is that van conversation? Van conversation, or you know, you put an earpiece in the ear, <laughs> or like, you know, right before this, you like you talk to the guys, like, hey, you know, you two seem like you'd be good partners, whatever, blah blah blah. You know, look, she's pretty hot. I don't know, stuff like that. Yep. It, yeah. It certainly seems like. Some of the pairing, especially Team Fun, seems way too coincidental. I don't know. Maybe you're just like drawn to people that have like a similar vibe to you, and that's like why they got picked. Well, if you put them in the same van. Well, sure. If you in that van. <laughs> but maybe it's also like the ones with the good vibes, <laughs> Brooke and Scott accepted, are the ones <laughs> that stuck around, and the ones that weren't well matched are gone. It's certainly possible because I feel like I mean, a I'm lot sure. of the A-types picked A-types and that they probably just didn't get along very well. <laughs> uh, Hashtag Team Scott and Brooke. <laughs> Hashtag Team America. Maybe. I feel like Brooke is the A-type in this and Scott's just like... Scott said he was also an A-type in the like little description he gave in episode one. But Well, he said that he's... He's just not as big of an he's, A-type. He said, he said he was very competitive and top of his class at Harvard. Yeah. That's what he said. I don't remember. Any I of think those. we're judging Scott in a curve here. I think maybe <laughs> with a different partner, we'd see Scott in a different light. I think maybe. Yeah. And, and now we're just like, oh, Scott. It was Scott. <laughs> what have you got, Scott? You with done, Scott? Uh, half of Team Fun there. Which half? Which half? I don't care. <laughs> Would if if the the woman with the funometer was with Scott? Would the funometer go out of the red? <laughs> <laughs> what if what if funometer was with Brooke? Funometer's done. <laughs> oh yeah. First episode out of there. <laughs> oh no. Oof. Okay. Uh, I feel like Funometer with Scott, uh, they may be a good team. Like, you know, Funometer's like, Scott, you gotta just it's fun. Yeah. Scott's like you pull in the Funometer along. So let's let's quickly describe the mass challenges for people listening. You know? <laughs> oh. So all it was is that there are these these or elaborately painted masks and you had to pick someone and copy their mask but the key was there was a there was someone making masks with a certain technique and it really seemed like if you just tried to copy the mask but not use the technique she told you it was wrong mm -hmm. but if you tried to use the right technique and did your best she was like great even if it looked like garbage like <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely some that didn't show us because that looked like garbage they did not show us team funds and i don't think that was a coincidence right <laughs> me either and i feel like there was one mask that looked really good but didn't have the right technique yeah that was denied that well, was the person who came in last yeah yeah who had the really good what was their team attempt again? Um, mom and dad that team mom and dad no right? they weren't team mom and dad team mom and dad did good i can't remember them i don't know they're the only team whose name i don't remember <laughs> oh maybe uh, i think they were also like team like team liz and mike was that them maybe yeah i, don't I think she was liz. liz i think she was liz i don't remember a team liz and mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so yeah that was that challenge did we mention that in the, if you did the singing part of the detour, you had to dress like Waldo from Where's Waldo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's great. We did not mention that. 
And that, had, was, that was one of my favorite parts. They had parts. crazy hats. In a traditional gondolier outfit. Yeah, they didn't have the Waldo hat. The hat was different, but the shirt was definitely a Waldo shirt. 100%. And they just kept wearing it for the whole rest of the leg, too. Well, there's no time to take it off. It's true. So that that's part of what made uh, Scott's excitement when Brooke didn't come in last is he's in this ridiculous shirt and he's just, oh, you're done. I can't <laughs> believe it. Oh, it's so exciting. <laughs> There's definitely some moments that like people got real excited. Oh, yeah. yeah. Especially Team Fun in the first episode. They got some sort of fast pass or whatever, that, and it was like that's actually my, that's my favorite part of the team fun origin story. So they're they're, <laughs> they're riding in the car, and, and they basically say, "Hey, like in in one of these back in one of these bags that you found, one of them has this express pass, which basically lets you just go to the end of the leg in one of the legs, and then they open it up and they get it and they lose their shit, they lose their minds, like literally. It's great." So they must not have it anymore, right? Because they're they didn't talk about it endlessly in this episode. I'm sure saw. they've used it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing I noticed in this amazing race is a lot of people were collaborating and helping each other, which is definitely not what I saw in season one. There was definitely a lot of backstabbing and a lot of like, you know, you should probably take this flight, not this flight. So, yeah. So in the last season, so in season 28, there were definitely so like clear alliances where like people who would help other people and give tips to other teams that they were like cool with and then teams that they would not give any information to. Like there were some very clear And this one it seemed like everyone was helping everyone, except for like, oh, we're pretty late in this game. We probably shouldn't you know, we're pretty we're like last, shouldn't tell you. Right. Like that was the only inclination that I got that they weren't like being willfully helpful. See, I just think this. Sorry, Rob. So, so I uh, actually just think this game seems a lot friendlier just because we've been watching a lot of the challenge, which is a very vicious reality game. Uh, Somebody might have had it on when I walked in <laughs> here earlier. <laughs> but like most reality shows are like pretty vicious. Like Survivor is like. Oh yeah. Th- like this is the only one where I'm seeing, not the only one, but definitely one of the ones where I'm seeing people collaborate more than I would expect. It was also an interesting thing because like. There was also seemed to be like people that just weren't being helpful enough. Other people were trying to throw shade, be like, "We weren't by them. They didn't tell us the thing was right over there. Like, what is going on? Like, we were helping them. Why aren't they helping us?" And it's like you're kind of it's in like, a race. Welcome <laughs> to a reality show. <laughs> like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you know, especially if you're in last place. Like, it's tough to give help to last place. Like, just because you don't want to be there, and if you help them, there's a chance you'd be there. Yeah. No, for sure. And you have to understand that. Wonder if there was like bad press and set in earlier episodes. Like Team Fun got everyone collaborating, and now it's like, well, how do we, how do we break the cycle only, here? Well, it could have been like a whole other alliance faded because they all like lost. I don't know. So you think that Team Fun's impact on the game is so <laughs> significant that they have changed the nature of reality competition? <laughs> yeah, it's soon it's going to break the Team Fun experience is going to break the bounds of the Amazing Race and start <laughs> infecting other reality shows. What if we get Team Fun on the next season of The Challenge? We need Team Fun on The Challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Can we lobby for that? So what do you think if The Amazing Race did what The Challenge did and had people come back and just like every season you had some newbies and you had just people came back? I love it. I mean, I'm a big fan of that concept, and you already know that. But Have they yeah. done all-star seasons of The Amazing They've Race? definitely done all-star seasons, and they've also done some seasons where there have been, like, you know, successful reality competition people from other shows. Oh, yeah. There was, there was, like, a Survivor crossover. Uh, I, saw the, I saw the season where Rob and Amber from right. Survivor All-Stars were on The Amazing Race. 
and they were just dominating because they, they were so aggressive and so not helping <laughs> anyone else. They're real and good. Everyone else hated them, and then it seemed like some real producer shenanigans in the last episode, and they came in second. Oh yeah, oh. and uh, spoilers for season twenty-eight of this thing. But I actually felt like basically the same thing happened this past season. So there was this team on there that was like Amazing Race super fans. So they like have know everything about the race and they came in and they knew all their shit and they knew all the strategy and they knew all the right you know uh detours to pick and all that stuff so they, so they i think that they either tied or beat the record for most legs one wow and then they came in second on the last leg like because of some bullshit basically yeah that's definitely part of, that's another thing that like also made me feel like i should stop watching the show is that there were just too many things where it just seemed like there was definitely some producer interference not necessarily to pick one team or the other but to just make it too close to the end and just like you know so like what happened in the spoilers for season whatever back in the <laughs> race so robin ever got in a flight they're the only ones on the flight and they show the gate has left the airport and so like the plane is like obviously they're not going back and there's someone there's another team in the airport and the gate goes back and they reopen the door that like, never happens that never happens the only way that happens is a call from a cbs producer being like no no you gotta let these other jokers on this flight yeah there's somebody open a paycheck for that oh like, for sure that's like that's costing the airlines some money to do that oh definitely so like that just that that thing was just like this is such garbage like what are they what are they doing yeah are you sure that it wasn't just like them showing that happening and it didn't really happen like I don't see what the advantages of showing it because if if they got on the same flight and they didn't show it, it just seems like it's a really competitive final race. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Try, I trying mean, to the increase finale the drama would have been pretty lame if they were like an hour, or two hours ahead. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like I'm all in on. Yeah, they they crushed it. They that they just doesn't by make the TV, Rob. That's well, just, that's how it works. Well, me feeling like the producers are messing with my show, I also didn't think they made good TV. That's why we, that's, I mean, that's why this on rails, yeah. I think is a better it, show. That's why it's on rails now. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you know, team, you know, you're the first three teams. All right. Well, you're on the first flight. You get an extra 30 minutes or whatever. Right. Like, it's not like a, oh, well, we didn't actually get flights for you guys. So you guys got the right flight. So you're like three hours ahead of everyone. We, we should. It's, it's a much tight, tighter produced show. I do want to see another episode where they actually have to do some flights and see how on rails that is. Like yeah, we might yeah. just picked an episode. Like we just happened to get an episode where they didn't fly. My also, I wonder if they fly less if they just like, oh, we're in Europe this season and you're mostly around Europe and you don't like crisscross quite. I as mean, much. my my experience with season twenty eight is they went around the whole world, okay. uh, but it was very much like a hey, like the first three people can get on this flight and the next three people can get on this flight and the mm. next three people can get on this flight. Well, that's right. And Phil did say that in the first episode. He's like, half you get on one flight, half you get on the other right. flight and it's already set up. It's definitely a lot of yeah, that Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's just easier to produce. Probably cheaper to produce. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't constantly have teams running to the airport and buying tickets at the check-in desk with their credit cards. Like, yeah. it's just... Super expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does this show need more politicking? Ooh, I think <laughs> they, so that is one aspect of the show that they do not get into is like what happens when the race is not being run. Like there's no insight into like, are they hanging out at the hotel? Like what's going on? Do they hate each other? Are they banging? There's none of that in this show. I got the feeling that like it's so exhausting to actually run the race and you only have 12 hours off. At least they say you only have 12 hours off. They're just sleeping and eating and like you're just recovering the whole time. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Not a lot of time for Paula Dicking. I'm sure some of those teams that probably get knocked out pretty early definitely getting a little rowdy. But, like, I mean, I mean, 
like like this one today. They spent the whole day in Italy, basically. It wasn't that tiring of a this day. This one wasn't too bad like, at all. They could have gone out drinking in Venice, and there could have been a whole club night scene in, in, in the middle of this thing, too, if they needed to. <laughs> some shirts coming off? Yeah, maybe some shirts coming off. <laughs> uh, so where does this stand? Top, middle, third, bottom. It, I mean... I think there's some problems with the Amazing Race, but I, I like I still think it's it's probably one of the best reality competition shows out there. So I think it's got to be my top third. Like I mean, I've 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 been on and off it for 29 seasons, so I mean, it's a great it's a good show. Uh, uh, Rob, I kind of have a similar thought. That, like you know, I kind of got tired of this show, but I watched like eight seasons of it or something. And there's there's plenty of shows where we watch one episode and we're like I'm never watching that again. So I think it's definitely a top third show. I've just kind of had my fill of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go solid middle here, guys. I, I think that, you know, there wasn't a lot of, like, fake drama. There's definitely well-produced, like, s- streamlined race that I feel like is compelling. But it's just, you know, I don't think it takes to the next level. It's, it is definitely the product of 29 seasons of streamlining and figuring out how to do this thing. I actually would expect it to be better after yeah. 29 seasons. Like... It seems like they got to a point and they're like, this is good enough. And they're not like, same probably thing with Survivor. Like, they're just not taking it to the next level. Yeah. And I don't know how you do that, but streamlining it and the way they did is not getting it you to the next level. Yeah, I don't know what I would do with it. Is The Amazing producer. Race still winning Emmys or is that like back in the I th- day? I think it's usually like nominated, but at this point I think it's like The Voice and stuff like that kind of wins that category. I think. Hmm. I don't know. Poor I, Phil never never got that Phil, Emmy. Emmy when nom. The, when, the Evie, when the Emmy gravy bro- was gravy train was rolling, he, did, he didn't get it, his own. Maybe they'll uh, blow it out for season 30. Oh, maybe. I've, well, it's got to compete with the challenge. Oh. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Has, uh, has Tej ever won an Emmy? <laughs> Tej? Uh, I, I don't know if he's even been nominated. It's, it's ooh, a real tragedy. Uh, <laughs> uh, so two things. One thing is I think Harrison has a lot of shows in his top third. I do have a lot of shows in my top third. Uh, and then the someone s- has to balance out the negativity <laughs> which, that's coming from over here. Which, which third has more shows? Harrison's top third or Chris's bottom third? That's oh, a good my question. bottom third for sure. hundred <laughs> percent. Like not even close. Yeah. Uh, and the second thing is for this amazing race, what I would do to make it a little more interesting is you show up in a city and I give you a checklist of things to do. And then you go out and do them in any order you want instead of having it like it's like a sca- it's like a scavenger more hunt of a city scavenger kind of thing. hunt so like you know you could see people doing them but you don't really know if they're in first or last or whatever and i think that would be more compelling it's kind of like that one mario kart track where the whole time you don't know what place you're in and you're just like a question mark on the track right <laughs> you got that something yeah Nothing, something like you know that what i'm saying I, I do like the idea that i mentioned earlier of what if it was a version where they did the editing differently and you actually had a clock and you could know exactly where everyone was at all times. But I wonder if that gets back to Chris's like, point that like it'll be less compelling because you know what's going on. Like I want this thing thing to be more sport like. Yeah, I want that, it to be more sport like, and it's not. Do you think you just get like like people from the challenge in here and you just give them ridiculous things to do? Okay. So it's like, doesn't really matter if I'll, they're in first or second. I would love second. to see an amazing race season with the challenge cast. It'd be insane, total insanity. And the <laughs> only way you get kicked off is if you don't do the challenge. If yeah. You don't do the challenges. Yeah. So like, you know, it doesn't matter if you come in last place, but as long as you do them all, you get to keep going. Like, like complete it. Yeah. Like, so you like, just get maybe you get points per like 
challenge you like banking money or something something like that but you never get kicked off unless you don't do something yeah so it's like mix of fear factor with the challenge i think that would be compelling yeah that's pretty good i i remember there was this there was a show like a super long time ago and I, I like tried to search for it a little bit. And I couldn't really find it. Like, like, like at least rules? kind of viewable. Um, so road rules. <laughs> no, um, I, I, like I think it was called Lost. Like before actual Lost was was a show, and like the basic like premise of it is they transport you to some unknown destination in the world and blindfold you and all this stuff, and then they dropped like. Uh, all these teams in the middle of like some insane desert with like their passport. And they're just like, get back to the statue of Liberty. Whoever's their first wins. And those the only rules of the game. Like it was like some insane show like that. And then they just had to figure out like how to get enough money to like get a fucking plane ticket back to New York and like all that kind of stuff. And like, fe- like where are we even like what country are we even in? It was really interesting. That sounds pretty neat. Do we yeah. got to do we got to pod that show? Yeah, well, uh, I'll uh, see if I can dig up an episode of it. It'll Seems... help our it'll help our SEO. Like we did Lost. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week to hear us talk about Lost. Uh, yeah. I mean, also produced by JJ Abrams. That's the weird thing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> stealing the name. <laughs> That's how they got the rights. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just we we already got this trademark sitting around. We <laughs> might as well use it again. All right. Uh, anyone got anything else they want to talk about? We, we we got our new segment. We talked about right. Oh yeah. Do you not remember this, Chris? <laughs> no. So now it's Harrison's Challenge Corner. Oh with man. Harrison Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to give a big update on it this week, but uh, we this, basi- this comes in that. But we basically had a fake out. Oh. Uh, where. We thought that last week was going to be the finale, but they actually just stretched it down to two episodes. So I think that the finale is tomorrow. Oh, it could be three episodes. But it could be a three-episode finale. Unclear. Double fake out. Um, only real headline from the first part of it is that uh, Corey got totally wrecked because there was this like basically ma- like math puzzle that him and who he got paired up with couldn't <laughs> figure out. And they just got like timed out of it, so it took them fucking forever. So uh, were they both out or just Corey? Um, no. So so I don't love the way that they're that they're, that they're structuring the. F- okay, <laughs> let me let me back let me back up a little bit. God, he damn didn't it. want to give a back whole up update, a Rob. Here we go. He can't help himself. So there are two underdog teams left. So two two teams, two underdogs, mm-hmm. guy and a girl, and then two champs left. Right, and. They, they they have this three-day final now, and on every day of the final, you have a different partner. And, oh. and what they're going to do is they're going to total up everyone's individual time across all three legs, mm. and then the guy with the lowest time and the girl with the lowest time are the winners, right? So it's a little bit of like a dice roll, which partner you get and what the challenge of the day is. So Corey and... I can't remember. Corey and Nicole were paired up. Uh, Nicole, the, the police officer <laughs> uh, with the with the nuts accent. Nuts accent girl. That's N- all you got to say. Nuts accent girl. Uh, so they were paired up and they they got onto this insane like like a not very hard math challenge. And what they, was the math challenge like? It was it, it was basically it, it was basically three? something like they had this big triangle 
that was made up of all these smaller triangles and then they had to say like how many triangles are in this big one and they're like they would just count all the little individual ones but not like the bigger triangles that are made up of smaller triangles so they just didn't understand how to do the problem basically so they just were bashing their heads against it for like two plus hours could you just keep guessing all the numbers yeah oh <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't even remember how this, this went. Really like 12, do you want, do you want 13, our guest to explain 14? this one? Okay. I, I think we need some guest explanation here. So basically, the producers finally gave them the answer. And they're like, yeah, it's nine into seven. And then they're both looking at each other thinking, what's nine into seven? <laughs> and then they actually told them the final answer. And they're like, tell me how. Show me. <laughs> oh yeah, they they told me the answer and they're and like Corey's like Corey's like I, I don't see it. I still only see nine triangles. <laughs> so like you couldn't understand how to do the problem. So but they both still get to keep advancing in the finals, even though they couldn't figure this puzzle out. They just got they, they just like their their time is way jacked up now, basically. So do you think that they'll tank on purpose some other people that they don't want to win? I don't think so. I don't think the, I don't think that the challenge participates in those kinds of shenanigans. <laughs> well, I mean that does limit your. I mean, if they find out, then you might not be able to come back the next time, which is right, important. right, right. So, so that was a great explanation. You haven't answered my question. Is Nicole also out? Oh, <laughs> neither of them are out. Right. Oh, but, sorry, so, but so, they're so basically both at a huge they're, disadvantage. They're both probably going to come in third place for the guys and girls just because they did they they did so poorly. Okay. Like, just, I mean, that's what it seems like, at least. <laughs> yeah, when you like, can't, when I mean, you can't it, count triangles, and, I mean, you deserve to come and, and granted, like, I don't know what the rest of the challenge is like, and, like, it, it could, that, that amount of time could end up not mattering. Did right. everyone have to do this math problem? Everyone had to do it, and no one else had a problem with it, basically. They were um, just like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, oh, they, they just count all the triangles. Like, all right, we're good to go. Yeah. Oh, at some point there is a sign that was right next to this triangle puzzle with the instructions like written <laughs> on it, and they're like, maybe we have to count all the triangles in these letters. They start counting all the triangles like you know in like the A on the thing and like just all these triangles in the letters. They're like, is it thirty? And they're like, no. <laughs> it's just like, it's, oh, it's great. So so since it was like a fake out, like did you feel like it was being drawn out too much and was kind of a mediocre episode, or was it just like? Great episode, cliffhanger. I can't wait for next week. I mean, it's really hard for me to be angry anytime <laughs> that the because ch- like anytime your true love is on TV. Well, anytime it's, like well, I mean that's one, but two, just because they've set a precedent that they don't give a fuck about when the episode ends. It might end like in the middle of an elimination challenge. It might end during some insane fight in the house. It might like 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 they have no real like structure to the episodes like any real structure so it didn't feel weird so i was i mean i'm i'm happy to get another episode out of it i guess i don't know all right that's it for harrison's challenge corner (laughs) there's only maybe one more episode of harrison's challenge corner he'll just start talking about random other seasons he starts watching oh yeah no it'll be great we do have came in today (laughs) we do have the um champs versus pros hosted by victor cruz coming up in a, in a couple weeks pretty sure victor cruz is going to be in that show just as much as lebron james was in cleveland hustle do you, I, do you want to place a one dollar bet on that <laughs> i will place a one dollar bet on that. so you're saying that victor cruz will be in less 30 seconds or less of the first episode 
of champs versus I want, pros. A, I want two minutes. Two minutes. He's going to be in it just as much as T. Right. He's hosting the show. Victor Cruz will be is in less than two minutes of screen time of champs versus pros. Yes. All right, let's do it. I mean, I think you guys should bet a shot on. It. I think that's got to be the standard bet for these, and then you have to do it on air when we find out. That's the only way. <laughs> well, we're doing a dollar. You oh, can't a be, dollar, you can't a be dollar. Changing the bet here. <laughs> I don't want to ruin Chris's diet with like an un, unwanted that's, shot. I mean, you know, if you have a sugar-free shot here, sure, we can make that happen. All right, all right. Are we doing a shot and a dollar, or just the shot? Just, I'm not giving you a dollar for doing <laughs> a shot. <laughs> all right, one shot on the podcast. When we do. We, we're, there's a good chance it's not just gonna be Harrison's challenge corner. We'll actually just do a whole episode. We might of the do the show. first one, and then I can keep it in the corner for the rest of, for the rest of the season. <laughs> That's right. All right. All right. Uh, I think we're done here, guys. Anyone else watching anything? So I uh, we're eight minutes shy of an hour here. Oh man, what are you doing to me? <laughs> I'll just real real quick. I am caught up on Stranger Things. Um, you know, real real topical wow. thing. Everyone's talking about it. Man. So I'm, I'm ready for season <laughs> ready two. Talk, we heard the podcast about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> talk about the I upside no down. I have no idea. I don't remember anything that happened in that show. Guess what? There, there's an upside down. Spoiler alert. What about Barb, though? Oh, Barb. <laughs> Rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think I've really been watching too much. Did you I, see uh, Gardens of the Galaxy 2? I did see that. Ooh. What's what's your review? Fun movie. I liked it. Not like a literary classic. What? Not a film classic, but it was good. It felt like a sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy. Like I think that, like it's probably not as good as the first one, but still kept the same tone. It was pretty good. Yeah. I feel like Drax was my favorite character. Dra- Drax. I think they it. really amped up Drax in this one, and that was the big, the one big thing that really paid off. Like. Yeah, no, for sure. Drax, Drax was the MVP of Guardians too. <laughs> Not really a huge fan of our Chinese uh, entrant into Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like Mantis. Yeah, for the Chinese market, I, I don't. We need to have like a term for those people now. So is that the reason that she's in? Oh, bringing I, that Chinese every market? time. Like, yeah. Every movie nowadays. That one, that one hey. didn't seem egregious. They seem like it's they not, no, it's reasons. not egregious. But I'm just like it's not as blatant as Independence Day too. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's true. I can't really hate too much because we might have done a Chinese show on Who Put This On recently to bring in that Chinese market. <laughs> that's true. We got some Chinese market in here. Hey, yeah. China. But we need more uh, Chinese shows to do. Or oh yeah! Do send, we send us to, your. Nu- do we have to go to other countries? You know. Ooh. No, I think I think we're gonna go big in China. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we get some Russian audience. We get some, you know, Swedish audience. You know. I know there's a fake reality show with a Russian connection that Harrison would love to. Podcast. Oh. We don't do fake reality shows. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we should get some Indian reality shows. Oh yeah. Hit that other three billion. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if anyone we know might have some tips on <laughs> Indian reality shows. We're going global with this thing, guys. Global. All right, uh, Harrison, you got any plugs? Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Harrison Hoffman. Rob, any plugs? Stranger Things, good show. Hell of a show. Hell of a show. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the Chris Lorenz. Follow us on Twitter at Who Put This On. You can find us on Facebook.com slash Who Put This On. You can email us questions and recommendations to Who Put This On at gmail.com. See you guys next time. See ya.